The City of Glass was the most beautiful and fantastic place Rebecca had ever seen. The glass was made in rainbow colors. It was as though a huge display of fountains had been frozen into still life. Rebecca's new friends pointed out all the places of interest. What didn't need pointing out was that almost every shop and building had Mr. Glister's name outside. He seemed to own everything. Once again, Rebecca noticed the total absence of trees. She mentioned it to her companions. Immediately, Captain K looked as though he was about to cry. Grisby looked more miserable than ever, and Kovac, who was in the middle of changing noses, was so surprised that he plonked the new nose in the middle of his forehead, which made him look like a unicorn. They pulled themselves together and told Rebecca the story. Captain K began. Years and years ago, this planet was virtually one great forest, a forest of the most beautiful trees you ever saw. They were tall and graceful. The leaves had a thousand colors and glittered like hummingbirds. And at night, they glowed with warm, gentle light. The scent from their blossoms... Captain K couldn't find the words to describe it. His voice choked, and tears started to run down his mask. Grisby took up the story. Then the Glister family discovered how to make glass. They needed great furnaces to melt the special minerals, and the only way they could keep them fired was with wood from the trees. Everybody wanted things made from glass. It wasn't long before nearly all the trees were gone, and this city had taken the place of the forests. Grisby sniffed a bit and rubbed his left foot. Kovac chipped in. Our fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers and even the fathers before them had always called them ghost trees. Nobody knew why. Of course, when we found out why, it was too late. Captain K took over again. We found out that the scent from the trees, in fact everything about the trees, was what kept the ghosts away. When they were nearly all cut down, the ghosts had nothing to keep them back, and they invaded. Captain K looked around nervously to make sure there were none about. They're horrible, shuddered Grisby. They kidnap people and turn them into ghosts, too. Rebecca gave a little shiver of fright and thought how lucky she had been that Captain K had rescued her in the nick of time. Kovac went on with the story. The Glister family saw another chance of making a fortune. They had the last remaining trees cut down and sawn into planks. Then they built the ghost shelters. People are safe inside the walls made of ghost wood. There's only young Mr. Glister left now. He owns everything and everybody, really. He charges us to go into the ghost shelter, and then he charges double to let us out. Kovac shook his head sadly, and the curly wig he was wearing slipped over his eyes. Grisby pointed to the piece of stick in Captain K's belt. Apart from the ghost shelters, that's the last remaining piece of ghost wood in this world. That's why the ghosts were so frightened when you attacked them with it, said Rebecca brightly. Captain K nodded. It's not much, he said fondly stroking the stick. But it's all I've got. But I can't be everywhere at once. The ghosts get stronger and Mr. Glister gets richer. But even he 
damned walkabout when there's a ghost raid. That's why he'd pay almost anything to buy my stick. That's terrible, said Rebecca. Isn't there anything anyone can do? The three men shook their heads in rhythm. They all sank into a depressed silence for a moment. Kovac removed a large red beard that was getting in his mouth. There's an old story, he said, that somewhere on an island in the middle of a lake grows the last remaining ghost tree in this world. The ghosts are supposed to know where it is. Of course, they can't get near it to destroy it, because if they touch it, they dissolve. So instead, they keep a ring of guards around it, day and night. Captain K nodded. If it did exist, and we could find it, he said, we could make enough ghost swords to protect ours.